0: Hello, I'm Kate Freeman and this is the Daily Dollar. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm chatting about diet and its ability to protect us against COVID-19. Can healthy eating help you fight off the virus from hell? Here's part three. Welcome back to The Daily Dollop podcast, everyone. I'm so excited to have you joining me on the show today. We are getting stuck into part three of my series on whether or not a healthy diet has the ability to protect us against COVID-19. And based on the emerging research around COVID-19 and also what we know about nutrition and immune system function is that, yes, we can actually, through good diet quality and ensuring that we're not deficient in both macro and micronutrients, decrease our risk of getting COVID-19 or essentially just decrease the severity of the disease if we were to catch it. And so an immune system that is firing on all cylinders and has everything that it needs is definitely going to be much better than one that is struggling due to deficiency poor lifestyle and environmental factors. So we've talked a lot about like individual nutrients, their links to COVID, their links to the immune system. Now what I want to do is just talk directly to what foods that we want to be eating. And you are not going to be surprised by what I'm going to tell you. Um, And you've probably already started to think about, hmm, what you've been learning in the past two episodes and how that translates into how you should be eating, particularly if you are concerned about catching COVID 19. And yeah, you just want to give yourself the best fighting chance for it. And yeah, the, my recommendations for how to eat isn't going to change pretty much for how I've been teaching you <laughs> for all 175 episodes that you've been listening to now. So the first one I, I want to mention just around what we should be eating is the Mediterranean diet. So the Mediterranean diet is probably the most widely studied dietary pattern for its you know effect on particular health outcomes and population groups. They've studied it with mental health, they've studied it with obesity, they've studied it with heart disease, diabetes, all sorts of different things. And of course, now there are studies coming out on the Mediterranean diet being a nutritional approach for COVID-19. Now, one of the things that you need to remember about nutrition research is a lot of it is what we call observational research, where you can't make causal claims. So we can't say this causes that with observational research. We can just find associations and relationships and so of the different studies that have looked at the Mediterranean diet and COVID-19, there is mixed evidence. And it's basically just due to the fact that there are, it's difficult to control the different factors. And as I said right at the beginning, diet is not the only factor on immune system function. There is a lot more at play around lifestyle and things like that. So, yeah, it's, the research is still um, inconclusive. But a study looking at how the Mediterranean diet could be used as a nutritional approach for COVID-19 found that due to the Mediterranean diet, including mainly plant derived foods, so fruits, vegetables, nuts, legumes, and olive oil, um, which are all high in what we call bioactive polyphenols, that this dietary pattern has the potential to reduce the severity of COVID-19 infection polyphenols in particular flavonoids are found in almost all fruits and vegetables and have many health promoting effects on the body due to their antioxidant, anti-inflammatory and anti-blood clotting properties. So adhering to a Mediterranean diet pattern like including fruits and vegetables and nuts and legumes and olive oil regularly every day may lead to a decrease in um, in your severity of symptoms, if you do happen to contract coronavirus and get COVID nineteen, which is super super interesting. So overall, definitely improving your your dietary pattern and your diet quality, and towards this Mediterranean style pattern, so high plant based food intake um, can be a really really good way to go. But like I said, there's there's mixed studies. So there's another one looking at. um you know different european countries and the correlation between the mediterranean diet and the prevalence and severity of covid and overall within 17 regions of spain there was a significant negative association between the mediterranean diet and covid-19 cases with strong statistical differences shown when factoring in income education and life satisfaction a negative association means that as means that, that the more people follow and adhere to a Mediterranean dial pattern, the decrease the risk of COVID. So it's essentially being really it's good. After looking at the other 23 countries, they compared Mediterranean diet adherence and COVID-19 cases and deaths. Um, and this is where the the research actually became a little bit muddy. So, you know, you've got countries like the United States and the United Kingdom, low adhered rates to the Mediterranean diet. Um, and you know, highest COVID deaths. But then we looked at countries like Italy and Spain, who had you know higher adherent rates to the Mediterranean diet, but still had really high death rates for COVID nineteen. So those kinds of studies were you know pretty inconclusive that the Mediterranean diet had had any effect. But it's really hard, like I said, with this kind of research to make these really hard and fast claims about it, but certainly it's promising evidence that um, increasing diet quality, increasing your consumption of fruits and vegetables, other plant-based foods like nuts and seeds and legumes is going to be beneficial to not just your ability to fight coronavirus, but also just for your health overall. What I want to finish this episode off with is actually looking at the World Health Organization COVID-19 Nutrition Advice. So if you're interested in seeing this for yourself, I'll pop a link to it in the show notes, but I just want to go um, over it with you today. So first recommendation from the WHO is eat fresh and unprocessed foods every day. Eat fruits, vegetables, legumes, so lentils and beans, Nuts and whole grains, so unprocessed maize, millet, oats, wheat, brown rice or starchy tubers and roots such as potato, um, yam, cassava um, and foods from animal sources, so meat, fish, eggs and milk. Daily, it's recommending four servings of fruit and five servings of vegetables. So this has actually increased from two serves of fruit and five serves of veg recommending 180 grams of grains, 160 grams of meat or um, and beans, poultry a couple of times a week, two to three times, um, and recommending, you know, that we eat raw veggies and fresh fruit for snacks instead of foods that are high in sugar, fat or salt. It's also recommending to not overcook vegetables and fruit as this can lead to loss of important vitamins. doesn't mean you shouldn't cook them. It just is saying don't overcook them. So steaming, blanching, stir frying are all fabulous ways to cook your veggies and fruit if you like to eat them cooked. But certainly I think having a, a mixture of raw and cooked um, veggies is is really, really good. When using canned or diced vegetables and fruit, choose varieties without added salt or sugar or drain and rinse them thoroughly before consuming them. The next recommendation is drinking enough water every day. So water is essential for life. It transports nutrients and compounds in the blood, helps regulate your body temperature, gets rid of waste, lubricates, cushions joints, right? Super, super helpful. The recommendation from the WHO is to drink eight to 10 cups of water a day. However, I've talked about how making a recommendation for how much water you should drink to stay hydrated is actually impossible. So make sure you check out that episode. It's based on some really good science. Essentially, you want to drink to stay hydrated. One of the best ways to check your hydration status is to check the, the color of your wee. And it should be pale yellow, not dark yellow. So the other good recommendation here coming out of the WHO is that rather than sort of focusing on drinking enough water is make water your first choice. So, you know, obviously consume other drinks like tea and coffee and fruit juice if you want to, but water should be your first choice to, you know, quench your thirst and hydrate yourself. And of course, it's just going to eliminate any excess calories that might come from fruit juice or soft drinks, etc. cetera. Um, yeah. The next recommendation is eating moderate amounts of fat and oil. So the WHO recommends consuming unsaturated fats which are found in fish, avocado, nuts, olive oil, soy and canola rather than saturated fats found in meat, butter, coconut oil, cream, cheese, ghee and lard. Choosing white meat like poultry and fish are generally lower in fat and leaner cuts of meat than red meat and definitely limiting or avoiding processed meats as they can be high in fat and salt and other additives as well. Where possible, opt for low fat or reduced fat versions of milk and dairy products and low fat dairy products, particularly things like milk and some yogurts don't necessarily have added sugar. Milk definitely doesn't have added sugar. Low fat milk is literally just had the fat taken out. Depending on the brand of yogurt you may find higher amounts of sugar in some low-fat yogurts but that's not true for all so check ingredients lists for the addition of sugar and then check nutrition information panels for how much sugar is in there. Sugar naturally incurs in milk and yogurt so expect there to be some sugar on the nutrition information panel and that's totally fine so but you want to use the panel essentially to compare foods. The next piece of advice from the WHO is eating less salt and sugar. And this is particularly talking about what we call added or free sugars. And And this is where sugar can get really confusing. I've talked about this on the show before, but sugar is a nutrient. It's a carbohydrate and it's found in all sorts of foods from whole foods to ultra processed foods. And essentially what the recommendation here is to reduce your intake of sugars from ultra processed foods which are going to be added sugars or free sugars. You don't need to worry about the sugar that naturally occurs in fruit and dairy and vegetables and nuts and seeds. That is absolutely fine for you to consume. But thinking about the sugar that are in soft drinks or lollies or syrups, flavoured milks, cookies and cakes and desserts and things like that, that's where we want to be mindful of our sugar intake. In terms of salt, again, ultra processed food is going to be extraordinarily high in salt and sodium. So just being mindful of your intake there. It's certainly fine to be adding a little bit of salt to your cooking, particularly if you're eating lots of fruits and vegetables in your diet. It's a great way to add a little bit of flavor, um, but certainly a diet that's high in ultra processed foods is going to be really, really high in salt as well. So just being mindful of that. Most of these recommendations will be really similar to advice that I've given you on the show before. And what you want to think about now is going, okay, now that I know this information about what I need to be eating for a good immunity and, you know, in particular, if I want to give my body the best fighting chance against COVID is what are the habits, behaviors and routines that are going to help me get lots of vegetables in every day? What are the habits, behaviors and routines that are going to help me eat fruit for snacks instead of cakes and pastries, right? And it's not about demonizing particular foods or making rules or good and bad foods. All of these mindsets will just make it worse for you. Instead, focus on more procedural style information like, okay, I'm going to chop up an apple and pop it in a container and I'm going to pop that on my desk and eat it during the morning. Or I'm going to have a bowl of mandarins at my work and I'm going to grab them in between meals and snack on them or I'm going to cut up some carrot and capsicum and eat that with my toasted ham and cheese sandwich at lunchtime so I get some veggies in, right? These are the procedural style pieces of information that will actually give you the ability to take action and do something and and genuinely make positive changes to your diet rather than being like, oh, I need to cut out the chocolate. I need to stop doing this and I'm a terrible person for eating that. No, ditch that mindset altogether. You're a human who's eating food. So what are the little things that you're going to do to help you get more of this nutritious food into your day? And that, my friends, is the best thing that you can do, not just for COVID, but for your health long term. Well, thanks for joining me for this series. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, please hit me up on social media. I would love to hear from you. Otherwise, have a great day. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, i so understand that the world of healthy eating is super super hard my healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life i do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life this is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan a list of good and bad foods, or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode.